Welcome to Looking Up, a podcast for Christian women. I'm Kathy Pollard, one of your hosts, and I'm here with Carla Moore, your other host. Hey, Carla, how are you doing today? Hey, Kathy, it's so exciting. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to finally get this going. I know, our very first episode, we've been talking about it for a while. <laughs> yeah, at least a year. At least a year. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> well, um, let's talk a little bit about what this podcast is all about. And um, first of all, let's talk about the name, Looking Up. And um, ladies, we just want you to know that we decided that we could use a little more encouragement in our days. And Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says that if we've been raised with Christ, we'll set our mind on things above, not on things of the earth. So it's kind of a really twofold meaning, looking up, setting, keeping our eyes on heaven, but also looking up in that, you know, if you just hang in there, stay faithful uh, one day at a time, things are going to start looking up. So that was kind of the idea behind the name of the podcast. Right. And I remember thinking when you told me about the name that you had this idea, how, how much of a joy it is to live the Christian life. And, and when we're looking up and that's what our focus is, then it is a joy, a joy filled life. And you and I share that and we've talked about it a lot. And I think that's what we want to do is share that with others. Right. And I think we all do. We all want to keep that encouragement, enthusiasm and joy like we're supposed to, because we all want to draw people to Christ. Uh, but sometimes it's hard just to remember to be intentional about that. You know, life happens. And so um, this is just a little opportunity for us to chat together. We want everybody to know right up front, this is unscripted podcast. Very. And we, yeah, very. We're just going to uh, maybe pick a topic and chat about it. And we thought it would be much more fun if we invited other people in to join us. So Carla, um, since this is our first episode, why don't you start out by telling us about yourself, just a little background for people who might not know you. Okay. I am a Texas girl, born and raised, born in, in North Texas and stayed there for about eight years, moved to the central Texas area. And when I was in high school, I met my future husband, John, when he came to college and we ended up getting married. I was only 18 years old. I was just a baby, but I think it's going to work out because we're going on 37 years now. And, um, we have, we have three sons and they're all married to wonderful women and they each have one or more children. We have five grandchildren and, um, we, our home base is in the Austin area, a little town called Dripping Springs. That's not so little anymore, but we spend half of the year there and working on different projects with world video Bible school. And that's where we spend most of our time planning trips to Israel and other places and uh, leading groups. And then we spend half of the year in, in the Denver area working with the Bear Valley Bible Institute. And John is an instructor and I, I spend my time with the women. I work with Terry Autry as a Dean of women. And we, we work a lot together on that, um, we just love being with these women. There are a lot of student, full-time student women and some who are wives of full-time students. And we have a great women's program that I'd be glad to tell anybody about. And you could tell a lot of people about that too, since you uh, you held that position as well. Um, that's about it. We, we enjoy going back and forth to Israel. We've been quite a few times over the last several years. That's John's main interest in life is archaeology and and geography and he just loves it and he took me the first time in 2015 and I fell in love with it as well and so you and I have had adventures over there and and that's something that we hope to continue to do so we spend a lot of time talking about Israel both old and new and I like to uh, read I like to sew when I can it doesn't happen very often because I don't have a lot of time um, I like to thrift. I think we're going to talk a little bit about, about that. Mm -hmm. And I love my grandchildren. I love spending time with my kids. And, and so that's a little bit about me. What about you? Tell us about you. You know, we actually have a lot of things in common and we've talked about this before, but both of our dads are preachers, right? Mm -hmm. And both of us married preachers. We both have mm -hmm. three sons mm -hmm. and Boy, three daughters-in-law. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You already have grandchildren and we have our first <clears throat> on the way, coming on the way. So very soon. Yeah, very, very soon, Lord willing. So mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of things in common. And some of those things that you talked about, 
the women's program at Bear Valley or uh, the trips to Israel, I know will come up probably pretty frequently mm-hmm. in these podcasts as we talk about more things that relate to those. So I look forward to that. Um, I'm married to Neil and we'll be mentioning our husband's names probably a lot also. And we've been married for 30 years and um, we are currently living in Bowling Green, Kentucky, working with the Lehman Avenue Church of Christ here where he's the preacher. So um, you mentioned things that you like to do in your spare time and that didn't even dawn on me to share something like that. So uh, I'm interested in gardening and baking. And I used to say I like to play tennis, but Neil and I don't ever do that anymore. So can you claim it? You still enjoy it. If you don't get to enjoy it anymore. Well, I think that you're mother nature. That's what I like to call you because you have green thumb (laughs) and you can cook anything and grow anything. So you're mother nature. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So since you brought up thrifting, um, people that know, you know, that you have this like superpower, really, you (laughs) find the most amazing things and really cool things when you go thrifting. So I've decided that I'm going to start asking you on a regular basis when we come together to have these chats. I'm going to say, what have you thrifted lately? Because I know it'll be something amazing. So, hey, what have you thrifted lately? (laughs) Um, I did find a pair of almost brand new Louis Vuitton ugly shoes (laughs) not too long ago. They're patent leather, lime green, and something I would never wear, but I like to, to buy, to resell. And I used to do this all the time. In fact, when my boys were younger, this was how that was part, kind of a part-time job for me. I would go find things to resell on eBay. We didn't have Facebook marketplace then, but we can do that now. So anyway, I found this pair of Louis Vuitton and I know that they're genuine. That's, that's pretty unusual to find a, an authentic uh, designer, which I really wow. don't care anything about. I tell people often that if you ever see me wearing or carrying or sitting on a piece of furniture in my house that is the least bit nice, it most likely came from Goodwill or somewhere like that. But I also found some quilt tops not too long ago. They were all put together pieced, but not quilted. And I found about six or seven of them. And it looked, it probably was a woman that had put them together and then just never quilted them. And maybe she passed away and her children gave them to this Goodwill. And I found them and uh, I sold them for a pretty good amount. So it's a, it's a good source of income. I've heard some people be critical of others who have, who go buy and resell, but I, I'm not exactly sure why my niece now does it. That's her job. She does it all day long, just about. But the, the thing about it is you have to go often enough. You have to go hit up those resale stores more than once a week. So if I ever drive by, John kind of rolls his eyes because he doesn't want to go in there. And I do, because I always think there's treasure in there and I want to find it. And he doesn't care anything about it, but he does like, he thinks it's neat to see what I can find and how much profit I can make, make off of it. So yeah, that's what I thrifted. That part. No, he Consistency doesn't. is key, though, I think, because I don't have a lot of luck, but I also don't go very often at all. But I know you have found things like an espresso machine. Didn't yeah. you do that one? Like a fancy. Yeah, an espresso. Yeah, it was brand new in the box. It was a, a Target. Um, I don't know what they call it. A, something that they have. I guess someone had returned it, but it was brand new. So, yeah, I found lots of good things. And I a KitchenAid stand mixer. Yeah. Didn't it just mm-hmm. mean like a little tinkering around and you were right. able to fix it and it's right great mm-hmm. yeah it's wow. it's a lot of fun that's amazing. my son likes to hunt you know he talks about going out and finding that that eight point or whatever size buck he knows it's out there and I kind of think about that with when I pass resale shops I think I know something's in there I just have to find it so it is fun but you like I said you're a mother nature and you have this awesome place there in Kentucky that that you have uh, worked in the yard and you've put in a garden and you have herbs and vegetables. I know you don't right now because it's the middle of January, but have you got your cow yet? How's things on the, on the homestead? Well, I do not have my cow yet. Uh, I really, really want a dairy cow. Neil is not on board with that. So, but he said he would revisit the idea in five years and we've been here for three years. So (laughs) get closer. It's getting closer. This is the time of year that is not very romantic because it is cold and wet and muddy and 
I was tromping out to the chicken coop this morning with snow coming down and thinking, this isn't very glamorous. This is <laughs> but speaking of chickens, you're sitting on a gold mine there with they the price of eggs right now. Gold mine, that's right. And they're doing good. They are laying, they're all laying every day. And that's great. Uh, every time I bring those beautiful, colorful eggs in, I'm just grinning so big. So I'm grateful for that. But one of my New Year's resolutions is to conquer sourdough because it's been pretty hit or miss with me. And um, sometimes it turns out, sometimes it doesn't at all. And since sourdough is this long, drawn out, multi-day process, when it doesn't turn out, it's very frustrating. And I keep saying, forget it. Obviously, I'm allergic to sourdough. This is not meant for me, but this year I'm going to figure it out. So last week I've already made one loaf that actually turned out successful. So I'm trying to be more mindful of what I did. You know, why did it mm -hmm. work this time? what isn't working. So that's, that's my uh, goal for the years. I really want to master that and get that down pat. Cause I know it's supposed to be really good for you. Um, you know, as opposed to traditional yeast breads. So is it a yeah. starter that you feed? Yeah, it's just flour and water. You can use mm. any kind of flour and then filtered water and you have to feed it, you know, every day. And you're basically taking in bacteria, natural bacteria from the air or something and creating a natural leavening, but it's really good for gut health and your body handles it so much better than traditional yeast bread. So I'm determined. I'm determined. That's going to be what I conquer this year. I wish I could be there to help taste test with you. I wish you could too. We'll have to make that happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you teach us your thrifting ways and, and I'll share sourdough ways. <laughs> okay. One of those will be a little bit easier from long distance than the other, but that's right. Okay, so uh, today's episode really is going to be about scripture writing. So let's go ahead and shift gears a little bit and talk about today's topic for episode number one. We're going to talk about scripture writing because it's a brand new year. And I want you to take the lead on this because this is your baby and something that a lot of women are excited about and have jumped on board with. It's doing so much good. It's a wonderful thing. So why don't you tell us what it is, um, why you started it, and how other people can get on board with it if they want to. Okay. It is exciting to see how it has grown through no, uh, it's not because of me, but I think people have seen the benefits of something as simple as just putting pen to paper and copying the word of God. This is something that I know so many other people have done. I know you did it. You I don't mm -hmm. remember what year it was, but you wrote through the Psalms. You had a group of women that that were with you writing through the Psalms. And mm -hmm. did you do every, every Psalm? Yes. All the way through the book. And that's a lot. And I know uh, Kim Hagenbotham. I remember, I think this is the first time I, I remembered hearing someone doing it. She had written through the, the whole New Testament in a year. And I just thought that was a neat idea. It was something that I had done before too. When I was preparing for lessons that I was going to give, I would write out my text just because it helped me to to put it in a context and to understand what I was about to speak about. So it was something that I'd done, but it wasn't really in uh, methodical. It was more hit and miss. And I thought it would be good to, to be a little bit more methodical. And it just happened one year. It was in really a last moment decision to do something for my mother for Christmas. It was Christmas of 2019. And like I've mentioned, we go back and forth to Denver, you know this. And when we're in Austin area, we're close to her. And so I see her pretty often, but she's, she's getting older. My dad died in 2016 and, and she was still at the, in 2019, she was living close to where John and I live. And I just wanted there to be a way for she and I to connect and to stay in touch. And we did, we text most of the time every day. But I know how much she loved Bible study. And I thought this would be a great way for us to stay connected and have something to talk about every day, whether it was by email or on the phone. And she and I are a lot alike that we neither of us enjoy talking on the phone very much. That's a weirdness about me that, and I think about you too, just don't enjoy being on the phone for whatever reason. But um, I, I put this book together pretty quickly. And I wasn't worried about it being perfect, but I, every day I had a, a section of scripture and we didn't really follow 
an entire book that first year. I thought the Psalms would be a, a good comfort to her because there's a lot of comforting Psalms. And so I went through and, and chose a lot of sections of the Psalms. And towards the end of the year, when we finished going through the Psalms, I added some other things that I thought would be um, of comfort to her. So I put this book together and I printed one for her and one for me. And it had the, the day assignment on each day. So it was a 365 page book, it's pretty thick. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to her for Christmas in 2019 to, to, for us to do in 2020. And when the new year rolled around, I went ahead and posted it. I showed a picture of it and uh, a couple of inside pages. I posted it on Facebook and just showed what we were doing. And so there were other people that were interested in joining in and, and I hadn't realized really until this year, how many people have did do it that year. Cause there are quite a few women who have told me this is my fourth year to do this with you. So they were doing it even in, in 2020. So they've done 2020, 21, 22, and now 23. And uh, it's just something that I think is simple because it's non-threatening. It's not intimidating because what you're doing is just copying something that's already been written. Mm -hmm. But the benefits that I see are just so many and it can be very quick because you can take five or 10 minutes and just copy the scriptures. And, but it's, it, it's still causing you to focus in on what you're writing. It makes you slow down and it really makes you see things you've never seen before. It makes you consider the context, especially if you look at the day before and the day, day after of what you're writing. It's valuable because I think you can also, if you have more time, you can spend a lot more time in it. You can look up the meaning, the original meaning of words and find out what what it is that God really in, intended. It's challenging because sometimes you'll see things that that don't really line up with what you always thought that verse said. And and it makes you uh, it really makes you be honest with the text. And so it can be very simple, but it can be very complex as well. So uh, I, I think that it's just such a a simple yet rich way that we can get into the word every day. So that's what has, it's grown. I started the group that's called right on my heart, every word. I guess I started that about three years ago, but it's really, it did it. I guess it took off more this year. So we have about 4,500 women in it right now. I don't have any way of knowing how many do it every day. That's between them and God, but that's also something that I really love about it is that I'm not ever going to ask you, did you do your scripture writing today? I'm not ever going to look at your posts or anyone else's and and make any kind of judgment about whether or not you're keeping up with every day, because I I think that's just it's a personal between you and God, a a growth process that is is something that you will uh, be accountable for, not me. So this is those are just a few of the things that I love about it. So I'm glad that you're doing it, too. Oh, I I love it. And I love it for multiple reasons. First of all, it's, I think it's amazing that this was just a thoughtful thing that you did for your mom, who I love, by the way, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what a great daughter, mother thing to do together, you know, and um, how special that was. But then God took that and just mushroomed it, just grew it into this huge thing. That's a blessing for so many women. And it just keeps growing. And there's all kinds of chatter about it. People are excited about their discoveries. It's just a one size fits all. And it doesn't matter exactly. how long you've been in the word or been a Christian or like you say, a time thing. It's a go at your own pace. Um, what kind of commitment level, how deep you want to go, all of that. It's just a one size fits all. And that's what makes it so perfect. And mm-hmm. and I also love what you added with the different words in bold. Um, you have a download that people can download and, and have copies made of, or just even use a spiral notebook, right? Where they can just right. read it and then write the verses for each day. And then there are certain words that are in bold this time so mm-hmm. that you can, we can all do the same word study. You can do a little bit more uh, emphasis on that word and see what you learn about it and how it relates to the text. And I think that's really fun. And I also love how this year you added um, what's on your heart. You know, you can write mm-hmm. some personal thoughts or prayers or whatever. So it just, right. um, it's really great. I don't really go as deep, I think, as a lot of others do. And I pretty much, 
I read it and then I say it out loud as I'm writing it. And I'm hoping that by reading it and verbalizing it and writing it, all of three of those things will help it stick better in my heart. And I do the word study and, um, that's great. I didn't, still, hadn't thought yeah. about reading it out loud at the same time that you're writing. It. That's <laughs> yeah, very I need all the help I can get. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. so, we all. Uh, you mentioned some of the things that you love about it. Um, is there anything else that you want to add to that? I love that it's free. You yeah. don't have to spend any money. You know, you, th- it's a free download. And if someone wanted to go look, it's on my blog and the address is www.walkingwherejesuswalked.com. And it's the first, it would be the first blog post that you come across. I can't remember the exact address, but it would be at the very top, but it's, it's a free download. And I have to get permission from the publisher of the translation that I used this year. It was the new American standard last year. It was the ESV. And I, I know anyone can do it in whatever version that they like, but what it's printed in is the new American standard this, this year, but I love that it's free. So it doesn't cost anyone anything. You can use a spiral notebook that you have laying around in your house or just notebook paper. You can print it. The wonderful people at TCI Graphics offered to print it this year. And so it's much more affordable to go through them than it is to have it done somewhere like Office Depot. But you don't have to have it printed. You can just, there's a two-page checklist also that's in the uh, in the blog. So you can print that off and it has all 12 months of every day's assignment. So you can do it for free. And I love, I love that it's free and it doesn't cost anybody anything. I like that families are doing it together. I've seen lots of pictures of, of Mm -hmm. the entire family, moms and dads and doing it with their kids. And maybe the kids aren't doing the entire five verses or whatever it is per day, but they're, their parents are creating their own maybe it's just one verse or maybe they're just having them write out the words god loves you but it's something mm-hmm. that families are doing together writing john is actually doing it family yeah what'd you say writing the word together is a family yeah yeah but john started doing it this year and I know he's always been very very supportive of it and thought it was a great thing to do but he hasn't done it himself until this year and the other night we went to bed and and i noticed that he was his light was still a lot. And I thought he was asleep, but I said, are you going to turn the light off? And he said, well, I'm still doing my scripture writing, but he's teaching Philippians right now at, at Bear Valley, the short, short course that they call Thessalippians because it's first and second Thessalonians and Philippians. And so he decided to skip ahead and start with Philippians this year. And, uh, but that, again, that's something else you can do. You don't have to do it exactly like everyone else is doing it. Everyone has their own method, it has to be, it has to become your own and it has to be something that makes sense to you. So I know I've, I've said this a lot on Facebook or in the, in the blog that don't look at someone else's and compare yours to theirs. Maybe you look at someone else's to get ideas or, or to see where they, what direction they went with their study that day. But I just caution everyone to not compare what they're able to do with what someone else is able to do because they may have access to a different level of help or they may have been taught uh, for years and years about how to study the Bible. And this is just something that you start on your own level and you, you'll you see your growth. I love that. You see growth. I've seen how it has changed my life because growing up, a Christian growing up in a Christian home is, has so many blessings. And I'm so thankful that I, I did, but sometimes you run the risk and maybe you could speak to this too, but sometimes you run the risk of not having your own faith mm-hmm. because you, you just rely on the faith of your parents. And then I married a man who's a very strong Christian and I, I may have relied on his faith too. And and it's understandable, but God wants us each to have our own conviction and our own faith. And so this has helped me just in the last several years to become more, uh, not just more knowledgeable, but more convicted and more faith filled because I've seen in a very personal way, how having the word in my heart is, is so uh, it's just so valuable. I don't know how to put it into words that makes a lot of sense, but I know that you know this, but 
in 2020, when John had his heart event, we call it, his heart stopped. And that could be a topic for another day. But I, I was so, I'll make noise here and get my book because I brought it over. Yes, my pencils rolling. <laughs> They're all over the floor now. Just a little comic relief for today, huh? But so John had a heart event on November 29th of 2020. And it was very, very, very similar to what happened to the football player, Damar mm -hmm. Hamlin, a couple of weeks ago. So people are going to be familiar with that. But at the time, what what I kept on writing because it was during the middle of COVID and I had to come home and sleep every night. They wouldn't let me stay there at the hospital with him. And I wanted to keep up with my scripture writing as it was just something that helped to ground me. And some of the passages, and remember I had put this book together in December of 2019. So on November 29th, the day that this happened to John, part of the passage that that I had already scheduled to write was third John verses one through four that, you know, third John talks so much about love and mm -hmm. this passage was part of it. You may, uh, I pray that in all respects, you may prosper and be of good health. And then the next day on um, the day after this happened, this, it was just a very short passage. It was Zephaniah three seventeen. Now, why did I come up with that in December of 2019? Why indeed. Yeah, but it was the Lord God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exult over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. It still gives me chills when I look at that and see what what I was writing, that what was it was confirming in my mind that that God, he was not unaware of what was going on. You know, John was they had sedated him. He was on a ventilator and he couldn't talk to me. I didn't know if when he woke up, if he was going to know, even know who I was, but I knew that God knew mm -hmm. what was going on in John's mind at that time. And then the next day was December the 1st of 2020. It was second Corinthians four verses seven through 10. That's it, it says we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body, the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. And, you know, I just, I wrote, all I did those days was just write, but it was so empowering. And I wrote that day, we are not crushed. We are not despairing. We are not forsaken. We are not destroyed. And, you know, it just, it, it, it went on and on. It was just so, so faith affirming to write those passages. And it just took a few minutes each day. But I remember so well sitting at the kitchen table waiting for the time that I could go to the hospital because I could only go between, it was like 11 and 8, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. And all of my kids were home with me. That was, that was just, it was such an encouraging time in the middle of this storm in my life, but my kids were there. And my son, Jacob, when I was talking to him about these passages that I was writing, he picked up my pencil and in the corner of the paper, he wrote, God knew what this day was. Mm. And I, I would, I want to take it out and frame it because I've thought about that so many times in other situations, God knew what this day was. And we've heard it said, there's not a day ahead that God hasn't seen. We can't go somewhere where God hasn't already been. And God knew what was going to happen that day. And, and he, no matter what, I, I, I told God while John was still asleep, I told him, we'll follow you wherever you lead us out loud. It was, it felt funny to say it out loud, but I was sitting at the foot of John's bed in the hospital, but just having this word, having his word, having written all of those Psalms throughout the year, it just kept bubbling up in me in the middle of this scary period of time. So it was just so, I, I don't even know how to express it, but it was just so encouraging and empowering to have the word in my heart during a, a difficult storm. And it doesn't have to be a difficult storm that you're going through to have 
the value and the benefit of having the word in your heart and in your mind. So I, I hope that I, I will always keep doing it because I know that you can never, ever, what does that say that says the Bible is, there's, there's parts of the Bible that are shallow enough that a child can play in it mm-hmm. and not drown, but it's deep enough that, that someone who is aged that has been studying for years and years will always find something new. So that's, that's what I love about writing the word. Mm, that just gives me chills. You wrote about that in your blog post when you were explaining the scripture writing and it's so powerful. I love your idea. I think you should frame that page. Uh, how beautiful God knew what that day was. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody may not experience something that dramatic with what happened with John, but we'll all experience the relevancy, practicality, personal nature of being in the word. And I imagine in some way, shape or form, that'll happen to each of us as we're writing. We'll sit there and write it and just be struck with how much we needed to read that, how much we needed Mm -hmm. to write that. Or it might even be an opportunity that we'll think of somebody throughout the day that could use the encouragement of what we wrote that morning in the word. It's just, there's no way we can walk away from the word disappointed. Right. It will, it will fill us up. It will encourage us. And, and, um, you know, maybe not every day will be something remarkable, right? but it'll always be powerful because that's what the word is living and powerful. So thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that. Um, Mm -hmm. Now shifting gears a little bit though, what do you think are some drawbacks? Are there any drawbacks to scripture writing? Yeah, I, I can't think that there would be any drawbacks, but I think there might be some criticisms. That might be even a strong word to say criticism, but I think that there may be some who think that it's too simple and that, you know, what, how can I benefit from just writing the word? And it, like I said, it, it can be very simple. It can be uh, very quick. And sometimes you could be so distracted by things that are going on around you or if you're like me, I might sometimes be writing and my mind is elsewhere and I have to draw myself back to where I am. And, but I think that actually holding a pencil or a pen in your hand and, and your eyes moving up to, to copy what you see at the top of the page and then writing at the, at the bottom helps to focus. So yes, it can be simple, but I hope that no one, and I'm, I mean, no one, men who've been studying, women who've been studying for years and years, I hope no one will dismiss it as being too simplistic because there's always something that I think that you'll see. And I I know that John has said, has been a little bit surprised, I think, with some of the new things that he has seen in what he has written. I think it can be, there may be a drawback, like I said earlier about uh, comparisons, about feeling insignificant or feeling like you can't do as good a job at it as someone else. And here again is in the group, I say, you don't have to post anything if you don't want to. And, and I want to make this clear too. I post my daily study on my personal Facebook page every day, not because I really want anyone. I'm not trying to teach anyone. And I know that we have to be careful and that we're the way we live our lives is teaching. But so many times I'll, I'll find something, I'll come across something and I'll maybe quote from someone or a source, or I will not be sure if I'm getting the right uh, meaning of this word. And I'll put a question mark next to it because I don't want anyone to look at that and think that what I'm saying, that I know this is the absolute truth, because how many times have, have we studied something deeper later on in life and come to maybe a a deeper conclusion or maybe even a different conclusion. So I post my, my study every day, only, only, only for accountability, because it helps me. Not that anyone is just waiting with bated breath for me to post my scripture (laughs) writing. I know there's nobody doing that, but I, I guess I've been doing it long enough that I feel like if I didn't do it, it might be noticed. And maybe that's, maybe that's wrong. I don't know, but I, I just do it because it it helps me to stay accountable. And that's the only reason I put it on my page. So I think that there may be some that feel pressure to post and, and I don't know if that's true, but I know that there have been a lot of comments on our, 
our group that people say, I don't know how in the world you can get all of that from that verse, or how did you manage to pull all of that out of, out of those few verses. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think this is something that I heard from you the first time when you had taken Danny Petrillo's exegesis class. And you said that he gave you a section of scripture and said, okay, go home tonight and find everything you can find in this passage. And you went home and you found what, 17 things, something like that. And then the next day you went to class and he had like 117 things or something (laughs) like that. Do you remember, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, It was an assignment where we just wrote down observations and it was Mm -hmm. a really short verse. And we had to, we had to meet a certain number of observations, which I thought was going to be impossible. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and it it took me a while, but I found them, but then I went into over impress and I found a few more. So I was patting myself on the back. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. And then as you say, you know, he said, well, I found, you know, and he just found so much more because that's just how it works. The longer you, you look, the longer you search and dig, the more yeah. there is to see. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it, it's fun. Isn't it fun to go Very find fun. things it's in treasure there? Hunting. Yeah, exactly. Treasure hunting. But when you've been doing it for a while and, and you had been doing it for a while and I remember thinking, oh, I want to be able to find things like that. And and so I've, I've learned to look more and more. It's still, I'm still learning and I will always be learning, but I think people can fall into the trap of, of comparing their abilities with someone else's. And, and I hope that they wouldn't do that. Uh, I think maybe another drawback sometimes might be that we, we might rely a little too heavily on, on helps or commentaries, especially commentaries, because it's, I like to see what people have written about what their comments are, what their opinions are about the word. But I also understand that it's not gospel truth when it comes from someone that's not God. But I I think that they're, they're very helpful. It, it, it helps you to see things in a more overall way, but, but we can also rely sometimes too heavily and go maybe go to the commentary first before we sit there and, and, and stew in it ourselves and soak it in and try to understand through the context and through other things that we know about the word. Uh, so I think we just have to be careful to, to not rely too heaven too heavily on helps, even mm-hmm. though they are very helpful. Right. So, right. but well, there's so you, many blessings. There's so there many are, blessings. There are, you didn't mention this one. Um, my spelling's gotten a lot better. Writing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the word. You don't have autocorrect or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anything like that. And I've written the word circumcised so many times since we started <laughs> Galatians that I have that word down pat. I uh-huh. finally know how to spell it without thinking about it. Well, <laughs> so, that's a very valuable word to know how to spell. Exactly. You never know. If you're going to use it every day. You never, and, uh-huh. you never know. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's uh, no, so many for real, so many beautiful blessings, um, spiritual growth, encouragement. Now, full disclosure. I did it in 2021. And then last year I did not do it because I was focusing on uh, going through the New Testament and marking color coding keywords, Mm -hmm. but I missed it so much. And so I started again this year and I'm glad to be back in. And I don't think anybody thinks that you post yours every day for anything other than a little gentle reminder, or even here's where we are today, or as you say, accountability. And I think it's good. It helps all of us. So keep on, keep on with that. If you don't mind, that's really helpful for all of us. Well, I think, I think we can still be friends, even though you didn't do it in 2022. I guess we can (laughs) still be friends. No, but did I say this already? I would, I will never, ever walk up to anyone and say, did you do your scripture on today? Because that's, that's between you and that's, that's for you and your growth with God. So well, I've heard so many congregations that are, their ladies are doing it as their ladies Bible class Mm -hmm. because they're all writing it every day. And then they get together once a week and talk about it. And how perfect is that? You know, homework for everybody, personal Bible study for everybody. And then you get to share together Mm -hmm. what you've learned and um, maybe your takeaways or personal encouragement throughout the week, you know, so perfect for that also. Well, and it's something that I've been really excited about too, is that it's, there's so many people from different backgrounds and different faiths. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's limited to, you know, we belong, we're members of the church of Christ. We're Christians. And there are people from other 
places and people who are in denominations that are writing scripture. And it, it's the same word. It's the same Bible. And we have, we, though we may come from different backgrounds and have some different beliefs, we're all going to the same word. And I think that this, it can't help but bring some unity and bring some, um, some accountability to listen to God and not listen to ourselves or to listen to what we've always believed, because mm -hmm. we all want to look at the word and find out what God wants us to know, rather than just what I've always thought or what you've always thought. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's fantastic. So do you have anything else that you want to share about scripture writing before we remind everybody how they can get some more information about it? I think that you could do start wherever you want to start. You don't have to follow along with the daily schedule. You can choose a book that you're studying or that you're interested in. Maybe you are into uh, Old Testament prophecy or you want to follow the lineage of Jesus. You know, we, we did Luke last year, which was fascinating to me and started out with the lineage and it. And that'll send you into other studies, looking at the people that are listed in the lineage, looking at the women in the, in the lineage of Christ. So if you've, if you want to do something else, do something else. This is another thing that I love about it. You don't have to do what we're doing. Just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And you know, it's January 13th right now, today, January 13th, 2023. And this is usually about the time for any new year's resolution, maybe, <laughs> or, or some new pattern that you've started at the beginning of the year. And then you kind of drop off because it's allowed a little bit. And it's what's, what is a temptation sometimes following a book like this is that you think, oh, I have to go back and catch up with all that I have messed, missed already. And um, you don't have to do that. You can start today. If you've missed two weeks, you know, you might want to go back and, and mm -hmm. catch up, but you don't have to just do it. The, the benefit is in doing it, not in doing it perfectly, not in doing it uh, just every single day the way that everyone else has done it is just pick it up and start and that's the main thing is just just get going on it mm -hmm. just do it that's the nike motto but it's also my motto just do it and you can do it traveling you can do it you know um and at your office or i like to just sit at my dining room table and i look forward to it i have my colored pencils and a hot drink and i sit down and i just it's just a special time of day uh, to spend in quietness in God's word and just knowing that so many other Christian women around the world really are doing it with me is exciting. And mm -hmm. you um, mentioned the Facebook group a few times. Now it's called writing on my heart, every word. It's right on my heart, every right word on my mm -hmm. heart, every word. Mm -hmm. It's a built-in support group right there. It's, mm -hmm. it's accounting for over 4,000 accountability partners, mm -hmm. you know, encouraging each other. And um, for any listeners that are not on Facebook, you know, you can still find a study buddy to do it with an accountability partner where you check in with each other and encourage each other or a group from your home congregation. Um, there's all kinds of different ways to make it your own and personalize it, as you said. So exactly. um, give us the name of your website. The blog is called, it's a walkingwherejesuswalked.com mm -hmm. and it has this year's this year's would be at the top but it has all of the other years too because that's where I posted the other years so if you wanted to do uh, 2020s it's the psalms and some various uh, different passages then in 21 we wrote through acts and several other um, I can't remember right off the top of my head but acts that that was a neat thing too because when John was in the hospital there were quite a few nurses that we got to know and we talked, I was working on completing the book for 21 and they were so curious about what I was doing. So I printed out books for them and there's still nurses that I keep in contact with. Um, and I don't know if they're still doing scripture writing. Like I said, I'm not ever going to ask anyone, but, but it opened a door for us to talk about God and talk about the word and, and, John, sometimes there would be doctors that would walk in and John would say, can I pray with you? And who's going to tell a man on a hospital bed that nearly died? No, I don't want you to pray for me. Most of the time they're coming in saying, I need to look at this, this miracle man. But this, this, uh, 
it was just so neat because some of these, these nurses are, it gave us an opportunity to talk about the word, but I was, it was acts was 2021. And I thought, wow, here are these people that may not know anything about God. They might not know anything about his church. And we're about to write through the book of acts, which talks about the very Mm -hmm. beginning of the church. And so whether or not they wanted it, the ones who went through that scripture writing book that year, they learned about the beginning of the Lord's church. And I just thought that was the neatest thing. And that was, again, something that I had, as I was preparing the book, had no idea, you know, I'm, I'm preparing to write the book of Acts and, and introducing it to, to so many people out there. So walking where Jesus walked. Yeah. Isn't it? it, Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know why I've thought this so many times. Why am I so surprised when God does what he says he was going to do? (laughs) <laughs> but, but when, uh, but he can, what is Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, he can do so much more than we can even ask or think. So I've seen that happen so many times. So walking where Jesus it's just my blog and it has all four of the years of scripture writing and downloads. So you're, anyone is welcome to go look at that. I'd love for them to join in. So I did the book of Acts and I thought, you know, it's Acts feel like mm-hmm. I'm probably pretty familiar with that book or so I thought, but I can't tell you how many times I would share something with Neil and say, I know I've read this before, but just writing it out, you know, there were a few things and I thought, but I don't remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember this Yeah. and just focusing in on some details that were so interesting, just because I was taking the time to slow down, be involved write something out instead of just reading the text on my phone or, you know, whatever it might be. So even something, a passage that you think you're so familiar with, you might be surprised what you discover Mm -hmm. just by writing it down. Okay. Let me tell you, I took, I took Wayne Berger's Acts class the quarter (laughs) after we finished writing Acts and I did a whole lot better on his test than I would have originally, but I still, (laughs) I still miss some things because he knows so much more about it than I do ever will. Yeah. Go to your website. You can read information about scripture writing. If you're not doing it already, you can read about how to download it. Um, You can even read about some options on where to get it printed off. If you would like to have it printed off instead of just writing it in a, on your own notepad or something. And um, you could also download it into your, uh, into an app on your iPad. Did you say that? And I missed it. Okay, so that's another option. Good. mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can carry it around with you. And I know people that are traveling, they'll just print off the pages that they're going to do while they're gone, and then you don't have to carry the big, thick notebook. So any, Mm -hmm. there's any number of ways you can do it. And we're only talking about this and promoting it because it's so good. It is spiritual growth and spiritual encouragement 101. You do not profit in any way off of this. Right. And it's just a wonderful idea that you had and are sharing with all of us. And I know personally, I'm very grateful for it. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that God has blown it up. Is that a, a good way of saying it? He's blown <laughs> it up. It's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> what are okay. your favorite pens and pencils though? I'm curious, what do you still use micron pens? Or is I that just for, for Bible marking? I do just for marking in the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like those Crayola twistable Mm. crayons mm-hmm. uh, um, I feel like the color saturation is so deep I've tried a few things through the years and that's what I keep going back to they're just really and it's not sticky with the not like sticky at all Mm-mm. Mm-mm. well I would tell you what I use but they're all over the floor right now and I the lid <laughs> fell on its face and I can't remember what it's called as we so. said unscripted unscripted yeah. this is just mm-hmm. us having a conversation Uh, And ladies, if you have lasted this long, we want to thank you so much for joining us in our very first podcast episode for looking up. And um, we want to encourage you to check out scripture writing if you haven't already. We would also like to add that at the end of every episode, we are going to ask each other a random question. And so Carla came up with the one for today. Um, Do you want to ask today's random question, Carla? I will ask you, do you make your bed on a daily basis? <laughs> I'm glad you started off with an easy one. Yes, I do. And I always have. And, um, you know, although I've heard that you're not really supposed to. Why? <laughs> have you heard? I always have because I can't stand to see an unmade bed. Uh-huh. But I've been hearing that you need to let your sheets breathe. 
Have you heard about that? No, so yeah, I've never you heard really that. should like just throw your covers off and leave them off for a few hours. So that I think that someone that doesn't like making the bed I made think up you're that. probably right. Cause even though I heard that, I thought I would just take my chances and sleep with the cooties until I wash my shoes <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> How about you? Do you make your bed every day? I do. I just, there's something about a neatly made bed that just brings peace to my heart. And uh, I, I like to get back into a bed that feels like it's mm-hmm. smooth. It just something about smooth sheets. And I just, I have, a, I just love a nicely made bed. And my daughter-in-law, my sweet daughter-in-law, Erin, for Christmas gave me a pillow and I'll send you a picture of it. Maybe there's a way I can put, we can attach something like that here. I don't know how it's going to work, but she made me a pillow that has all five of the grandkids handprints and it, she made it to look like a vine. So the, the hands are, are, you know, pointed out. And we also have, there are six little babies that we won't know until we get to heaven, but she put little leaves on there oh, on the vine oh, representing the, those little sweet babies. So, mm. uh, and I, I just, whenever I walk by it, it just makes me smile and it makes me know that, that she uh, was thoughtful enough to do something like that for me because she knew I would love it. And I, I haven't always had that pillow, obviously. And I still just, I just like a made bed. That's just my personal preference. I do too. And now everybody knows that about both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And now so. we always have to make our bed in case now anyone ever comes to our house. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, um, Ladies, we want to encourage you to get into the word and stay in the word. We would love to hear from you. Um, As we're getting started with this podcast, we'd love for you to be a part of it. So if you have suggestions or things that you would like to listen to or talk about, please share that with us. And please help us also share this podcast with your friends. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, Carla and I pray together before we share this, and we just hope that you will be encouraged. We know we enjoy talking to each other and looking for ways to uh, spend time together. We hope that you're encouraged too. And um, we're hoping to do this on a weekly basis, Lord willing. So until next time, keep Keep looking looking up. up. (laughs) Talk to you later. All right. Bye.